Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast episode 351, where me and my man Matt are going to finish off, finally finish off the War of the Bounty Hunters story with Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 17 and Star Wars number 18, two books that really do show you a little bit of a blueprint of where they're going to be going and even the Bounty Hunters showing you what might be happening in the Darth Vader book coming up in the Crimson Dawn era as we leave the War of the Bounty Hunters, which really did end up giving us the Crimson Dawn. We knew that after all of this stuff, Han and Carbonite will have to end up in Jabba's palace. So instead of just that thumping at the end, you end up setting up the Crimson Dawn with Kira and all of that stuff that I think will be pretty damn exciting. Pardon my French there. Uh, oh, my God. So with all of that, though, before we go into these two books, and if you can tell I have a little pep in my step, it's because me and Matt actually really did like these two issues. We're getting back to things. I'm excited. I want to see what's going on with the Crimson Dawn. You set up kind of the stakes, but you also set up a little bit of the sides going forward. See that Kira and the Rebels. They're against the Empire, so they're going to kind of team up. But also, Lady Kira is got a little connection with Lando, Chewie, and Princess Leia that will tend to, you know, lead to bigger and better things as well. And, of course, once we get back to the regular books, we'll see Luke and everybody else that we've been waiting for. And, you know, we saw Luke in the War of the Bounty Hunters. He was pretty much in his, you know, X-Wing running away from Darth Vader, leading him on a... I guess mid-level speed chase. I don't know. I don't really know how fast TIE Fighters and X-Wings go. I'm not that much of a nerd. I mean, seriously, why would I know that? Before we go off into those two issues, into our discussion, please go over to our Twitter at WSMarvelComics. If you follow us, we will follow you back 100%. Also, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience for a bunch of exclusive shows also to help us out for what we do here on the regular feed, but you also get a bunch of exclusive shows. One of the big ones is each week, the badass is the get fresh crew beep boop. And that is the highest level of the Patreon levels. They get to pick two books from the current books coming out that week. And then we go and do an exclusive show with just those two books on the Patreon usually ends up to be about an hour or so itself for those two books. We dive a little deeper into the things. Have a little bit of fun. And this week, with a limited amount of books coming out, the badasses ended up picking the Death of Doctor Strange Avengers number one and Strange Academy presents the Death of Doctor Strange number one. So both Death of Doctor Strange tie-ins, we ended up talking. I say we, I mean my man Jason C, who's joining me now for the regular show. We ended up having some fun talking about those books. But speaking of fun, Let's go off right now. Let's get to the Star Wars stuff. Like I said, a little giddy because we are on board. I'm looking forward and excited of what's coming up in the whole Star Wars universe of books. So let's go to me and Matt, and we'll talk about that. All right, and I am here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? What up is we're done the, you know, War of the Bounty Hunters. This is it. A week late. Uh, not a dollar short, about <laughs> you know eight or nine dollars uh, gone with these two books, but we end up finishing it. And 
it's weird too because we keep saying the timing of the actual main war of the bounty hunters numbered books that should have started the whole thing and then ended. Mm-hmm. you should have had the but when we go through this, and I don't even know if this is how we should be going through, but we're going to be talking about Bounty Hunters, number 17, and then Star Wars 18. I kind of like how it ends with Star Wars 18 and goes off to, you know, get right into that Crimson Dawn yep. stuff. That It is kind of a shame. And I know that the Crimson Dawn stuff is its separate entity. We'll be talking about that book as well. But everything seems like it's going to, or at least the big things going through that and whatnot. Maybe we need a little break. Before we got to that, but we'll see how it how it goes. We'll see if these other books kind of lay low. You have the Crimson Dawn stuff doing the Crimson Dawn stuff in its own thing, but we'll see. But we're going to start with Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 17, written by Ethan Sachs, art by Paolo Villanelli, and colors by Arif Priano with Jesus Urbatov and Edgar Delgado. A lot of colorist letters by VCs Travis Lanham. The rise of the Crimson Dawn weighs heavily on the Bounty Hunters as the dust settles from the hunt for Han Solo. Betrayed by Boba Fett, the alert of Valance was left for dead aboard Darth Vader's Executor. I'm not going to say, I actually, (laughs) Executor, (laughs) every time with no hope for escape. Now, with that, you end up having Valance, who we know why we call him Valance and everybody does. Worst first name ever. Um, We thought that he was pretty much destroyed. Oh, he was toast. Yeah, he was done. Here, you (laughs) see it again. But the ramifications, not so bad. Here, he's leaking a little fluids. He has some sparks. At one point, looked like he was just, the insides were on the outside. I mean, everything was crazy. Was a horrific mess. I will tell you this, and, and if anybody's worried, I don't think they would be, because a lot of times during this War of the Bounty Hunters, he's been a little down. Me and you like both these books. Mm-hmm. So I think this might be the most positive. That we're going to be. We're still going to pick apart some things, but we'll be positive about it. When you turn and get past the idea, okay, I guess balance is okay to go. When you turn and see all those storm trips, it's really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks great where you see these. And I love when you get the different ones. I'm like, why are the, you know, the speeder bike guys there? And so I just love seeing the different, I'm waiting for helmets and stuff. Like they turn and all of a sudden you got the snow troopers and you're like, it, it feels right there. Like you're a little kid playing with your figures and you just have all those different stormtroopers and it doesn't matter. You just have them going on. Now, with that, my one buddy, Joe, that I talk about a lot, mm-hmm. the guy legitimately had like 30 stormtroopers, just standard stormtrooper figures so that he could play out his scenes with realistic numbers. Like with wow. me, it was pretty much one on one. Right. <laughs> and, and then, you know, pretending that there's more or whatever. And, and really, it was like going from at my house. You're really doing the standard theatrical release. When you went to my buddy Joe's, he's the one who's doing the enhanced deal and all the added additions with all the stormtroopers <laughs> and stuff. Because, yeah, he had a ton. Uh, his mom would That's get cool. him anything he wanted. He they weren't even the, He was spoiled. The, the thing that got me wasn't an only child. He was an only boy. He had an older sister. But he lived in my neighborhood. Not a great neighborhood. <laughs> Eric lived in our neighborhood. Like, it was not that they could afford it. I just think that she, his mom, just spent tons of money on him. Whatever they had went to Star Wars stuff. But <laughs> you end up where Valance is trying to get through this crowd, and he's trying to get out of there because we end up finding, first off, he's you know trying to chase down Boba as Boba Fett's going, but he does get a call. But it's cool. It's a cool action scene. I like seeing this. I like seeing the idea that they think, you know, 
get out of the way, cyborg, and, and thanks a lot. You're in the detention area, so we only have to throw yeah. you in a cell. And yet you end up having stormtroopers with shields, like a lot of cool stuff. There's like 25 of them. Yeah. And one. he's just like, I'm going to go through you. And he just starts blasting, kicking, jumping, doing <laughs> things that probably shouldn't be doing after what we saw him have happened to him blowing up. Pretty yeah, right much. now he's just holding his chest a little bit. Like, it, yeah, that's it. This yeah, exactly. Only- I mean, legitimately robot wise or cyborg wise, I think that he had his heart and all of his innards ripped out, but he's still going. <laughs> and you go then to the Edge Hawk Tonga's ship and we get some Tonga and Losha and you also get. You know, some other people that will see Bosk. He's trying to regrow his limbs. That's pretty fun. Zuckus is there. I'm waiting. We're probably going to add more crew. And by the end of this issue, it does look like this Bounty Hunters book is going to continue with this crew here. Mm-hmm. Minus Valance. Now, they may be trying to save Valance at a point. We'll see when we get to the end. I don't mind this crew enough. I, I guess that if I said... Well, without Valance, the book's not going to sell. I mean, is Valance that big a seller? No. No, I don't think so. I so. So I, I think, think having Bosk on here is a cool deal. deal. I didn't know Bosk was even going to be. Yeah, because they grabbed him and he's crowing back his limbs. <laughs> it's a fun. <laughs> he wanted to eat uh, Zuckus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really pushing <laughs> at that. But they end up getting where they're going to go. And they realize that Valance is in the executor uh, because you end up, remember when. <laughs> When Forlom was rolling the dice and looking at the chicken bones and stuff, and mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. like doing his nonsense. Well, there they go. They have to get to there. And you end up having Lasha say to Tonga, like, really? Like, we have to go, you know, to Vader's jet. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and they even get, like, you know, a uh, TIE fighter comes up behind them and tries to stop. In the meantime, you end up having Tonga use this channel that is one of those frequencies that they use when they work together. Because if you're not aware, Valance and Tonga have a history. So does that to get him out of there. And they're going to try to save him. They're going to go and try to get him out of the executor. It's crazy plan. But they're going to land in the landing bay, get him, and then we're going to zip out and get out of here. Mm-hmm. Now, in the meantime, all hell has been breaking loose. Everybody who gets involved in anything right now, the Empire, in this, they think it's huts. <laughs> you're it's a awesome. hut. You're a hut. You're working for a hut. You're a hut ship. What? And everybody keeps saying to everybody, like, do I look like a hut? <laughs> which, which doesn't play out great because we have even seen some other well, people, huts, but I'd like the huts fun always of always have people working for them. They yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't work like out as much, but I think it's funny mm-hmm. that the idea that that does keep happening. Well, then you end up having, like, weird things here where we, we don't get Han, right? Han is in carbonite. You have this extra guy here that's with them, and and right now I actually don't actually know his name full out. This other dude who goes to work the turrets and he's fighting, he plays uh, off like a combo of Luke and Han. I mean, he has lines in here that are pretty much lifted. Do you remember his? We introduced name? him like a year ago. Yeah, like. yeah, I, he I was definitely a bit part of an him. issue. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. I he could do karate moves and stuff. I think in this he ends up shooting a Tie Fighter who yeah. is saying to Tonga. Hey, you know, d- get out of the way. And it's funny, too. Usually you get the, the call, don't deviate from your path. Get, this is like deviate. Get, get the hell out. You can't go towards the Star <laughs> Destroyer. And you end up having this guy blow up the TIE Fighter and yells, that conversation was boring. The beginning to bore me. It's pretty much Han in the uh-huh. detention area when he shoots a deal. So I like that. It actually was kind of fun. And, and 
it gives you this. I think that what's happening in this issue, you are getting a little bit of a, a backdoor pilot, a little sense of what this book might end up becoming. If Valance does leave, I like this team. I think they're pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And and again, Tonga and Lasha, we don't necessarily love, but it's because they just ended up pretty much putting the brakes on every other thing that happened in the book. When we'd have an action scene, we'd just go back to Tonga and Lasha on a yeah, It always felt out of place. They got yeah, like two or three pages per issue. That was yeah, it. you need to have more and, and we'll get more. So hopefully, you know, we'll like that. And you have a lot of callbacks in this issue, even where. You do have, you know, Valance. He gets away from the stormtroopers. He goes and he ends up running into this cadet. And it's funny, too, because this it's Cadet Ven. And if you look up Ven, there's a lot of Vens in the Star Wars universe that had some big roles. A lot of stuff back in the High Republic days. Okay. Uh, if I remember right, there's even a like side thing in the Knights of the Old Republic video game with a Ven in it. Now, this might be... One of those that just could be a name, but it's it's anytime you see a name, you always go and look it up yep. to see the connection. And I didn't see a full out connection. And really, the connection ends here, but it is <laughs> a name that is familiar in the Star Wars universe. And this is a young cadet who's just trying to do things. He's freaking out. The Huts have pretty much killed his whole patrol. His his platoon, his leader is down. The commander and. You know, Valance tries to convince him, don't shoot me. I was a cadet like you. This empire doesn't care about you. Does not care. I was a regular guy like you. Look at me. I'm a monstrosity. I got that wires coming out of my chest and I'm sparking. And uh, unfortunately, this whole thing is is pretty much reinforced. Then doesn't really learn the lesson because he dies. He, he's dead. Now, it felt like something else was going to go on. Didn't it like Valance was going to save him at the last second? Or I liked that it, it. I liked that that it, they didn't though. They let yeah, him, they let I, him I go. Just, it was such a weird, like almost like when he gets to where he's trying to get to Tonga and Lasha and in, in their ship, like he throws this guy ahead instead. It doesn't happen that way. This guy ends up because the person in charge they see it on the you know the video screen and they say you know what are we going to do? They don't care about this cadet and and this jerk off. You know, commander says, oh, the cadet, you know, will sing his praises. He's mm-hmm. dying for the Empire because basically they're trying to suck or, or send out balance into space and kill him that way. This cadet just is collateral damage that they don't care about. And it gives you that. I don't know that we we know with balance. He's just said it just to see it right there. Yeah. The Empire, a bunch of jerks. I mean, yep. really, they're, they're just jerks. And uh Maybe this tied into the Star Wars issue. Like, you want to think of the Crimson Dawn coming up. And it, it is a funny thing. Like, the Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn. Oh, my God. It's Hydra. It's the Star Wars universe. You got to remember that the Empire is still the enemy. I mean, they're always going to be the enemy. And I think that these two issues do a good job, even when you have Kira go on the Millennium Falcon, which is crazy in the next issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, just remember, the Empire bad. They, they're jerks, right? So with all that, even with Valance and the stuff that, oh, we got to get a hold of Vader, maybe he'll be interested in this, which that is the wink-wink that, yeah, he's pretty interested by the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you end up Valance, and he's desperately trying to get out. And it, it's, again, it's a really cool Star Wars-esque rescue attempt. The, you know, you end up having Tonga, Lasha, the crew, they're going to fly into the executor, try to get Valance in the middle of pretty much a million stormtroopers that are boarding 
ships and the back everything's going crazy with that uh but unfortunately they're not going to be able to go with the plan because valance ends up seeing like there's just too many people here they're yeah. they're sending out all these tie fighters all I'll these pilots all these things and he's like i'll come to you and it's, it's a cool scene mm-hmm. where he ends up and Again, seeing stormtroopers with backpacks and stuff like that. Where like, were they going to fly out in space? I guess they were going to go. Maybe they don't like stairs. I, I guess they're going in space. They're just going to go. Because you never maybe, see Star Wars characters just flying around. Yeah, in space. it's weird. You, you see that more in obviously not the you know the original trilogy or stuff like that. To me, you saw it, it, it bits and pieces in the sequel stuff like that, but also you know just other. Things, but yeah, he. It looks like the stormtroopers are just flying off. They got their guns ready. They're gonna fly off. Got their oxygen. And you end up having pretty much, you know, grand theft stormtrooper, <laughs> where Valance grabs one of those guys. And I love the idea. I thought that he was, thought that he was gonna piggyback him like he was Superman or something. It's Batman and Superman, uh, but he doesn't. I guess this guy's probably not dead. I don't. He's not that high up, right? He's probably gonna be hurt though. Did Tanya ever let the kids play uh, Grand Theft Auto? In the no, house? no, no. Right? They, they, they play it now, and even then, if if she knew now, and they're older, <laughs> she it's would, bad. She, My nephew plays it, man. It's oh yeah. She, Tanya, at one point, I'm telling you, the the progression of what was good and bad and allowed. <laughs> at one point, Pokemon not allowed mouse because animals die. We have to explain to her. Well, no, they get just... put in these balls. They go to sleep. You know all that. Then the next thing was the Simpsons were off limits because Homer drank beer. How the walls were broken in the house with this, or anything that she wanted to watch, <laughs> then it's so. So yeah, you have all this going on then, and, and Valance tries to get to the deal. He goes up, and he's like, "Really?" Because Zuckus is there to grab him. He's like, "This guy he stabbed me." I don't. I I thought the progression was weird here until you really see. I thought he got shot. By something and then, but what it well, is in a yeah. There's crazy a couple things deal. you think you think Zuckus could be doing something. You think he got shot, but then it ends up being something else. Yeah, Zuckus ends up with with the arm. Yeah, uh, and you see it's it's Vader pulling him back. It is he's using the force pull to pull back balance into ripped his arm off. Yeah, ripped his arm off. He didn't care because then you actually see almost you know flatline. You end up where Valance just dies and is brought back by Vader. And now he's Mint done condition. right. I mean, yeah. this is like the idea of what he wanted when he was a cadet. Remember, they it was funny. They're like, well, <laughs> we're not going to be able to use much on. He got all the the scraps yep. and stuff like that. Now he's got the really premium bad. stuff. Yeah, he's, he's got what he would have had before. We see that he's got a little, you know, could have used a little Grecian formula there. I don't know why Vader wanted to have his little sideburns still gray, but that's <laughs> fine. Also, I have to tell you that I don't like his look when he's normal. Because now he just looks like some common schlub. Mm-hmm. I need to have him Terminator. now. We, we, yeah, we don't know right now if he's st- Why would Vader? I guess Vader wants him. We don't know why because he says, you serve me now. Now, did he keep the repulsors there? Is that still going on? Or is he just a normal looking guy? You see that he has gloves on here. So we, we're not really sure. I think he's fully loaded, just repaired. Maybe some extra stuff. I'm just wondering if it's that he has some information in his dad. I, I don't know. It is funny, though, to think of him and, and Ochi hanging do, hanging loose together because Vader is starting his own little crew. Again, remember, we're going out of the whole, you know, we're the bounty hunters. What are we going to do next? And it did seem like Darth is told by the Emperor he's going to have to go out and, you know, 
try to track down some Crimson Dawn, try to track down these people. Uh, so I like that he has a crew. But that seems to me, especially with this next issue, seems that Valance is leaving this book, at least for now. Now, whether or not it's going to be, you know, Tonga, I got to get him. I got to save him from Vader. And then they're on the run to get him. But in the yeah. meantime, this could mean like if you were going to if you if you were and I mean, Marvel, you know, Star Wars deal, if you end up wanting Valance to continue, but you're going to cancel the Bounty Hunters book, I don't think they will. But, you know, Valance now with Vader, you, but we'll see. And you, you I mean, get a, a change that'll change up the Bounty Hunters book. I'm excited to see. How that works out? Yeah, because he can't just he, he can't just go back because they saw what happened. They saw his arm be ripped off. He, if he comes back to them in in perfect condition, they'll know something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, and and in the meantime, they might want to try to save him as well because they kind of saw him go off. Unless they think that he's dead, if they don't really see the. I whole mean, deal. if you I saw Vader know. pulling him back, would you? Would you? <laughs> Again, I don't know how crazy. close they are, or what they saw, yeah. or whatever. They're like, oh my god, I don't understand. And then all of a sudden, he gets pulled. Uh, but with that. I do think that you have a, a cool crew. Yeah, look at the next cover. It's amazing. Yes, I hope we get four Lom in there. We, we get, you know, again, Tonga, Lasha. You get who I think looks like Dakin. And then you Yeah, that's Dakin. Doesn't it look like Yeah, him? I was like, are we in the X-Men universe over here? They might have said the name earlier. And then I get to the end. I'm like, he's Dakin. Look at this guy. Yeah, the, the guy that does the cover the cover is Giuseppe Comincoli. He, he, did a, he did a lot of Dakin stuff. So maybe I mean, that looks just like him. So it's <laughs> cool. I mean, yeah, you got a cod piece there too. But yeah, I like this. Like of the things ending and going off after this this whole where the bounty hunters mixing things up. That's cool because some of the things like this bounty hunter, but it was getting a little stale. You had the same thing going on. So if this changes that up, plus it adds a, a crazy twist to the Darth Vader book and stuff, I'm in. So I'm going eight out of ten. I thought the art was really good. What do you? I like. I'm at eight point five. I, li- I liked it a lot. Refreshingly good. We'll go to the next book, and this is, you know, pretty much the flagship title, Star Wars, and it's War of the Bounty Hunters Collision Course here. And it says, and it's written by Charles Sul Ramon, Arozanis, Rachel Rosenberg on colors, VCs Clayton Kells on letters. Bounty Hunter Boba Fett completed his mission by bringing Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. After their failed attempt to save the Carbonite Frozen Solo, Leo, Organa, Chewbacca, and Lando Calrissian plan their next steps aboard the Millennium Falcon. And you get after Jakar, the Millennium Falcon, they're flying away. I don't know why at this point they haven't tried to get in the hyperspace right away. I mean, I, I'm hitting that the minute that I get out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but there's a weird thing here that I never even took into account. And they do tell you eventually, they think Han's dead. They think that when he flew out in Carbonite, went and did, I mean, really, and we laughed about it. I mean, terminal velocity through the atmosphere there. Smacking the water. Yeah. yeah, I guess you would think that he's dead. But because we knew he wasn't, I'm saying us reading and the idea that we know that eventually he will get to die. I never, it never even crossed my mind. I just thought that they were sad because they didn't get him back. Okay, let's see what we can do now. Let's go. Uh, no, they think he's dead. And they're mourning him. Pretty much puts Lando as a cold-hearted whatever because he's like, yeah, you know, I kind of deal with my solo issues solo here. I love that they end up having that line and they really bold face the solo part. But then he says no pun intended. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. You intended, intended it. He definitely intended it. I, I love to. He's he's telling jokes to the worst audience ever, Lobot. 
who just says, I can imagine Lobot cracking a smile would mean that you're the funniest dude in the whole entire universe. But they're trying to figure out what to do. They're trying to, you know, go with the idea that I, I had him, Chewie, Leia's talking with Chewbacca, obviously, and saying, you know, I had him. I was ready to get him back. Oh, my God, this would have been this. And then you end up having her have this weird line. And she goes, you know what I think, Chewbacca? Not to sound too much like Lando. And I'm like, I don't know why Lando can't just say something besides hope is for suckers. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of weird because the line, it doesn't feel right, I think, for Lando or whatever, unless I'm missing at one point that he said that. But I like that page. You get to see all he the, might have said that. the crazy mayhem. Is this all her failures, I guess? Alderaan getting blown up? You have Alderaan blowing up. You have her being taken. Uh, that all that. In I a mean, fight with that samurai lady. They had to ditch Hoth. That was more Chewbacca's fault. He, he shot that probe droid. But yeah, all this stuff <laughs> going on that she's just like, whatever. Why should I? Now it's funny too. It's like, okay, Death Star destroys Alderaan. Awful, awful thing, right? Oh, but yeah. they came back and destroyed the Death Star. You end up having, you know, the that crazy, and that's the big scene where she's on the Death Star, and you're going to get that torture droid that comes up, but. She got saved, right? And then you even see on the deal with the Adats on Hoth, they ended up stopping. I mean, there, there is, she's, I think that it's showing you that she is looking at the bad side of things. She's not thinking of the good. Now, again, when, when Han gets taken, they ain't no good yet because, you know, he's gone. And mm-hmm. you see him going out and she's, I almost had him, just one more foot. I, w- I would have been able to do that one more minute, one more deal. Yeah, uh, right. But she didn't. Do it. She wasn't able to get him. I like that Chewbacca is giving her a little hug. She probably still smells like burnt fur. It's probably disgusting. She's probably holding her breath. But yeah, you also go with Lando. Like Lando. Lando's up there and he's now with everything kind of calming down. He's got to get back to telling Lobot, listen, this is all for you, buddy. Like I told you that I'd get you back. I just, it takes a while uh, because you get you're trying to get out of that idea really that Lando is bad because he has a deal with Jabba. Yeah, they keep going back to it. Yeah, so when they do that, you see what happened. That talky droid that ended up being the deal that they can end up uh having that unbreakable code. He ended up sending that in the space so the huts can get it, so Jabba can get it. But in my mind, what he's playing here is the same as what you even have Kira say later when she shows up, but also that the safest place may be, you know, Jabba's palace, and they're going to go back and get the droid now and use it. Do you think he'll get it at the same time when when they rescue Han? You think yeah. he'll grab well, it? Well, I think that maybe this ties into the idea. You have to get Lando in Jabba's palace at some point as a undercover guard. Yeah, you know, to get to Return of the Jedi. So that makes sense to me. You know yeah. that you would have that, and uh, lead, a lead up to that, and he's going to fix Lobot again. We don't really see much of Lobot later on. He still has the dreads. That's how you know he's brain dead when he has the nah, dreads. He's got the dreads. Once those get pulled back in, he'll be. Fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's almost <laughs> like like if it's like he had the robot stroke. They're all limp to the side. He's like, oh, once he gets it, these things are going to be crackling away. I just imagine he's understanding everything. He's going to be just. Oh yeah, he's so bad at Lando. It, it would be like a guy. I mean, and he's still doing things. You know, <laughs> he ended up, you know, disarming a bunch of the things with the huts and and the, the Empire when they were trying to get Han back. But yeah, it's like a guy who can't tell, like he's in a coma, and you, you're telling him like the worst things and mm-hmm. ripping into him. The minute that he comes out of the coma, he punches you right in the face. Right in, right yeah. In. So they're there, and all of a sudden, boom! I mean, this is like so crazy. Where they're just flying 
and immediately the Crimson Dawn ship so big compared to theirs. Huge. And yeah, Leia freaks out everybody. Oh my God, you know, get in the hyperspace, get the light speed before this. And he's like, I'm trying, it's not working. And you don't know what really happened here. I thought that it was the temperamental deal with the AI now with, with Lando. It's not. You find out that it was Kira. Yeah, I like I like when she's like, I thought you fixed this scrap heap. And he's like, I fixed the old problem. This is the new problem. Yeah, this I like is that the line. new one. And uh, I like the, the combo, too. I like the stuff going on where you even have when Kira talks to Lando, they have a past. And you mm-hmm. even had that where she was surprised. About the AI, the the solo deal from the movie, where where we get to that, but she had disabled the the light speed. She and she comes on the ship. She's unarmed. Luckily, Lando mentions it and says, "Listen, her unarmed can still fight Darth Vader." So the idea that she's like, "Listen, I don't have any weapons. Let me talk to Leia alone." I don't know. In my mind, I would never have allowed that. I would have had Chewbacca at least with her. And Chewbacca wouldn't have caused anything crazy or whatever, right? Yeah, Chewbacca knows it. Yeah, I would not have let her, you know, go with Leia alone, even in the ship, because she could just snap Leia's neck in an instant, it seems. And Leia's tough, though, so you you get that. But you have the, you know, the two lovers. Also, Mm -hmm. I like when Lando is frisking her, like, ooh, you're doing good with yourself. You're doing aerobics. And then (laughs) she's like, you're not doing it so well. You're not so hot right now, Lando, so stop it. And she she brought a, you know, a zip drive to get back the hyperdrive. It's an unlock, a data card to unlock, but also something to drink that Leia that, just, Leia shoots. I, when I heard, I was like, is that a drink that Stork would drink? Or yeah, is probably. Vodka? Actually, I thought of that, the idea that <laughs> it is a crazy combo of a drink. Why it's just a bunch of nonsense. You would think now, right now, if Stork's listening, which I assume he is, I need him to come up with the Crimson Dawn <laughs> drink. It'll just be the Crimson it's Dawn. It's called a flame out. It'll have one. some crazy stuff with that one. Uh, but yeah, they're talking about Han, and you do see that Kira says, listen, everything that, that seriously, too, before we, by the end of this, I want her to say, you blew it, Leia, because she points out I did everything to lead you to save Han. I did every single thing except just handing him to Leia at the end goes, why didn't you just hand him to me? And I went Kira to say, listen, I, I thought that you were at least competent. And she set up the way that Leia found out about it. They end up setting up this, that distraction here, that also that each time Leia can grab Han and get the hell out because she says, that's where I want him. He deserves to be with the people he loves. And then Twiston turns and says, I would love to him to be with me. I love Han. You know, mm-hmm. I always did. I'm not a good person. And finally, Leia even says, I get it. You, you've told me 80 times you're not a good person. I get it. But yeah, it seemed as if she might be lying about all of this. She even tells a story of why she fell in love with Han and why. Han deserves better. Why Han deserves to be with Leia and the rest of the Rebels. Poor Chewie doesn't get mentioned much. But Mm-mm. when he was a kid and they were younger, a younger, littler kid was getting beat up by some bullies. And, you know, you get the Star Wars version of a kid stopping a bully in school kind of deal where Han steps in, stops these bullies, almost gets killed. And Kira's asking him, why would you do that? There was nothing to gain. You yeah, helping Because nobody this kid, does it. Nobody does it in that culture. That's not what you do. If there's nothing to be gained from it, so you I. know that. And so you end up. Plus, they're also kind of pieces of crap and gangs and stuff too. I mean, these are the worst. So, so mm-hmm. they end up, and he's. She says, 
you know, why would why would you do that? And he said, well, I did it because here nobody would do it. That's not what you do. Up in the, the stars there, when I get, I'm sure that there's a lot of pieces of crap there that that don't do it. I didn't want this kid to go through life thinking that now this kid thinks that there is some difference and there is something to go. Again, I would have loved to, uh, you know, in a Star Wars way. Luckily, it's like, and that kid's name was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, you don't get who this was or anything. They're like sometimes they try to connect crazy stuff, but mm-hmm. you end up this kid get got saved and that's something that showed that han isn't always in it again at the end of new hope he goes off with the money hey chewy let's go yeah whatever stop chewy was yelling and screaming out you shut your mouth Chewie. but then he came back and and what did he have to gain then of doing a yui he had to gain that his friend might have died and he came back to help so it's it's a nice han solo story in books that we don't get much han because he's uh-huh. in carbonite we still don't know if it's true. And and Kira is not to be trusted. We know that. But I think that it's one of those, like, at the end, Leia's like, I want to believe. That's some element of truth, yeah, too, I, I'm I sure. I want to believe that that's something. It rings mm-hmm. true a bit with Han. Then the, the big deal is, oh, by the way, he's alive. And she, what? Like, no way. I mean, really, he fell out of a, <laughs> a spaceship. I mean, just imagine this. It's like, you know, you have some uh, of the, you know, Neil Armstrong falls out of the ship and uh, there's no he survived, way. Survived, reentry, everything. The no whole, way. Things. And she's like, yep, he survived. Jabba, he has him because Boba Fett and he says he got him before he hit the water. Not really. You even said that's one of your biggest complaints. I'm, I'm pretty sure I see water on there. <laughs> and also just that idea, like I said, when we did it, the whole Gwen Stacy's falling off a bridge and you, you get a web around her and her neck breaks. This is falling from space. And, and, and you know, Boba Fett, look at him. Even when he grabs this thing, he's almost in a bicep curl here. This must be the strongest man ever. It would rip his arms off. Not only that, but the cord would never be able to survive this. It would rip his arms off. Plus, he'd fly <laughs> into there. I mean, he'd be done. He'd be like 100 feet in the water. Holy mother, look at him. He's he's bicep curling the carbonite on and probably just like yelling and screaming that he, he wants more weight. It's crazy. He could barely lift up Han, let alone that, that case he's in. So she says he 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 cashed in. He cashed in the money in the <laughs> bank. He, he's actually Han is in Jabba's palace now. He is hanging up. He's alive. And for now, it's the safest place for him to be. Nobody's going to go. And. You know, grab Han from Jabba like this. Also, I have a tracker on him. Also, I have people in the palace. She says all this stuff. That's why she says, I know he's there, tracker, but also I have some, you know, spies in the palace. So don't, you don't want to kill me. All this was, she came down. Kira said, you know, you can do what you want. I- I'm here in good faith, but if you really at the end, you want to arrest me, you want to take me back to the rebels, whatnot, fine, whatever. Uh, Leia at the end is like, yeah, we're going to do that. But Kira says, I, I just told you that I, I'm going to help you. I've already laid out that you blew it with Han pretty much, even though I said, Leia said, why didn't you just give him to it? Well, and you go back. She, she's not Han. She says, uh-huh. there's nothing for me to gain there. Like, that's what I do. Everything has to have something at the end for me to get. If I just hand you Han, that gets me nothing, and I'm not doing that. I'm not. And says, this is why. It, this stuff I can't get out of my head. This is how I am. That's why Han's better than with you, because he deserves somebody that's doing things. And she is. She's 
doing the whole rebellion deal, it's not for, you know, yeah, she wants revenge. She wants things to be good. But, you know, there's not really, we see what ends up happening with Leia and how she has to live on the run and stuff like that. It's not a glamorous life. No, no, Kira likes the, you know, I'm in the Crimson Dawn. I do my stuff. I want to gain at the end. Yeah, she's upfront about what she wants to do. She's like, if I can help, and I, I do love Han. I think he loves you, and I want you two to be together. I think that Han, at least one thing I can do good is make sure that Han ends up happy. So I will help. I'm going to have to gain from it. Even that, it sets up the idea. Leia isn't going to be able to just say, hey, by the way, Kira, uh, give me this, 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 and this, and I'm going to go get Han. You're going to get some deals like, okay, and that that ex- that's okay with me. Yeah, it's, that it's extends a little, things, right? It extends it. it it's, it's odd. It would, she'd be working with a criminal association. The Re- Rebel Alliance would I guess be, that the Rebellion has to deal with what they have to deal with. And I mean, I kind of like it. it doesn't, like I said, it, it this whole issue and this Kira deal with Leia and the past with Lando and even Chewbacca, but what gets me is that we're coming up to this Crimson Dawn deal. And the only thing then that really seems like they have a problem with them will be the other bounty hunter organizations, but also possibly, you know, the Empire. Darth Vader's trying to hunt him down. So the Rebellion, you're going to be left to be able to do what you want in this regular Star Wars book, I think, because you're going to have a lot of loot. You haven't had Luke in a while. Luke's been pretty much... He's on the cover of the next episode. You know, you have to get to a point where Luke starts checking into those temples. You know, that was thrown out how many months ago, right before... The War of the Bounty Hunters, where he got the locations from Arte, all that. So he's going to go and try to figure that out, try to learn the Force, because he's got to get that by the you know time that Return of the Jedi hits. So I do like that. And I like the idea that this gives Kira more more character work in this half of an issue than we have gotten. She has just been there. Oh, look, she can fight Darth Vader. Oh, look, everything is this is my plan, my plan. But you actually get the person here. And talking about Han, and that would be the reason why she, you know, would be somewhat honest. But like I said, you're going to get the idea because even Kira, like, hey, are you going to go get Han now? And Leia's like, nah, I got some rebel stuff to do. If he's safe, like you said. But it also gives you that deal where if something does go wrong, Kira will get word and possibly then tell Leia, hey, it's you a good ally to have, yeah, even like if it. it's shaky. It's still a good alliance. So, again, you may see that Leia's like, okay, we're, we're getting ready to go get Han. We need this. And, and then Kira says, well, before I give you that, I need you to do this. And then you get an extra arc of them going and doing maybe some underhanded stuff. I mean, that's the thing. You're a rebel. You're already, you know, you got to get some stuff. Maybe they will get involved and in some crazy things going on here. But. You know, we we have a bunch of things still to tie up in a bunch of these books, too. Some loose threads that were before, you know, the Starlight Squadron stuff that we haven't had in half a year now, it seems, because of this deal. So that might be something Kira can help. I I don't know. It's kind of cool, though. At least you get some information. You know, somebody that might even just be able to lead you some places. So I I mean, they're both up against the Empire. So that's. Yeah, that's the deal. um, Now, again. Leia's doing it for the good of all. Kira's doing it for her. But yeah, they still, and I like that kind of, they do even like play the idea that they do look similar. Like Han has, he has a type. Yeah, Han's not going to know how to react when he sees them together. I like this because it shows you why. Why didn't we see Kira, you know, with a, uh, she steps back. Okay, let them be together, whatnot. Uh, but 
pretty cool. I did like this. I, I'm I'm back on board with some of the mm-hmm. stuff. I think that the War of the Bounty Hunters was just it was starting to drag, and and we knew well we suspected this is it. it it's end. over. Yeah, it's over. So it's done. So now we <laughs> can go to the individual books doing their own thing. And I like the setup here at the last second deal with Kira and the Crimson Dawn. So you you kind of get more of the face behind it that she's not all bad. She's not Darth Vader Jr. here. She is no, a, a woman who's going to try to get as much as she can get. It's all about, you know, the odds and the calculus, you know, all that. But she has to end up benefiting at the end. That's fine with me. And then they go. You set up that Lando's going to be heading off to Jabba's palace at some point to get talky. And, and there's poor Chewbacca just sitting there, still probably smoking from getting burned. So with all that, I, I think I'm a nine for this. This is probably my favorite issue in months of the Star Wars stuff. So what would you give it? Yeah, no, nine then too. I agree. It's yeah, I thought good. the art was real good. And the dialogue, again, Charles Sewell, sometimes the dialogue is a little clunky, uh, I think, especially with Leia. But here it's it's fine. Just like Lando says, it's for suckers. I'm like, all right, <laughs> come on, Leia. Let's hear what you say. Uh, but overall, yeah, I'm fired up. So it's a we'll good have week. that. Yeah, so we'll see, you know, how this goes from here. But that is it for the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go over to our Twitter at WSMarvelComics. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com, slash Weird Science to help us out for all these shows on this feed and get tons and tons more, including my man, Dr. Matt, right here and me every other week talking about Marvel Secret Wars, the original deal. So that's one of the things that I do end up pushing because it's a Marvel thing, and, and we're uh-huh. having fun with that, going back and forth with that, and the Crisis on Infinite Earths. A little different tone to each of those. You know, the mm-hmm. one's fun, the other one's kind of little wordy. I'm not going to say <laughs> which is which. The fun one, <laughs> the fun one, the fun and a wordy. That's here's a good the way deal. To put it. I'm not going to tell you which is which, but because it, it's a secret, which one is fun? The secret. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, I hope that both pick up, but yeah, we we've been enjoying Secret Wars for the fun of the characters uh-huh. and stuff. So yeah, that's one of the one of the shows over there with a lot of others as well. But thanks everybody, and we'll talk to you later.